Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel, make $1,000 bonuses, or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Dream Makers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show. Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Nick and Dave Mousecapades Podcast. We have a pretty special episode for you today. Dave, why don't you tell listeners where we're taking them? We're going to the West Coast this week, listeners. We're going to take you to one of the rides that's been around at Disneyland the longest. We cannot say an original ride because it was added slightly after the park opened, but we're going to take you to the Matterhorn Bobsled. So put on your later hosen and grab your macho mugs. Disneyland, my favorite park, buddy. So what do you got first for us, Nick, in the news? Well, like nothing you've ever seen before, buddy. You know, the new trailer on uh, Zootopia is out. We talked about this in podcast. Uh, and I'll, we'll go ahead and put the link up on the show notes. It's funny. I can't wait for this uh, movie to come out. And I know you're going to like it as well, Dave. So when we put it up there, I want you to look at it. I know you're not a cartoon fanatic like I am, but Zootopia, check it out. So Disney is set to lose $140 million um scratch that uh yeah 140 million on tomorrowland dave how much do you think it costs to make the movie tomorrowland i can't even guess you know i went and saw it this week and i thought it was awesome i completely agree i thought it was amazing disney roughly spent 330 million on tomorrowland they spent about uh 180 on just uh the production of the movie itself plus 150 million more just on marketing but uh, with the recent polls, it looks like that Disney's going to lose uh, 140, uh, 140 million dollars on this project. Uh, Disney has not seen a flop like this, Dave, since uh, since the Lone Ranger. So, you know, I, I'm totally shocked. Tomorrowland's concept was conceived, you know, from a lost box that had been found. Uh, this sparked the idea of the movie itself and had an original plot, an original idea, and also, you know, actor George Clooney. So. I don't think, you know, what could have gone wrong? This seems like a pretty much like a grand slam to me, but, uh, you know, it wasn't so, you know, that wasn't the case here, Dave. Yeah, the only thing that I can think about this movie was that it was a little confusing if you were going to take kids to the movie. I was a little concerned because I went with Mia and I didn't know if she was going to be able to understand the whole concept of they're going to a different place and like the destiny of the place. So, um, but you couldn't tell that through the movie trailer. So you wouldn't know that until you were actually in the theater watching the movie. Agreed, man. Hey, you want to build a snowman? <laughs> yeah, I'm always up for a snowman, especially in the well, St. Louis heat. That's right. So let's go out and play, buddy. Hey, Disney just released more information on uh, Disney, fro- the Disney Frozen attraction. 
Uh, it's going to be called the Frozen Ever After. Pretty cool name for a ride, for the attraction. It looks to be a dark ride boat. Pretty neat. You know, we've seen this before, but it looks to be a dark ride boat through a winter wonderland that takes place during the winter festival in the summer at Arendelle. Uh, while waiting in line, visitors will be able to uh, walk by Wandering Oaken's trading post, and you will hear uh, you hear a hearty, you know, you you know, as you walk by the trading post as you pass by. <laughs> I know I tried my best, man. I just made fun of him. I just like totally embarrassed myself here. But uh, once you uh, board on your log boat, yes, it's like a log. It's not a log flume ride. Don't get me wrong, but the boat itself is like a log. Um, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, you'll first be able to see, you know, Goofy, uh, the Goofy Snowman Olaf, and you'll also see Sven as you go by. Um, the park of the, excuse me, the peak of the ride sets the scene and de- depicts Elsa as she sings, you know, the, 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 the famous song, Let It Go, you know, with yeah. elaborate effects, uh, simulated snowman and, and crystals soaring all around the room. The final scene uh, concludes with, uh, you know, the marshmallow snowman, you know, the, the formerly evil snowman that was, you know, created by Elsa. Right. Um, so you'll see the marshmallow snowman as he shouts, uh, let it go, apparently, at you. And um, and then from there, you see Elsa, Anna, and Olaf, and Sven, and Kristoff just waving goodbye, which I thought was kind of cool. So I can't wait for this attraction to open. It sounds pretty neat. So what's your take? Yeah, I saw the concept art of it today, and... Uh I, sh- I had to show it to Mia immediately because she pulled a 180 on her concept of this. She was in love with it forever and then decided just magically that she doesn't like it anymore. So uh, even she agrees that this looks pretty cool. And uh, I can't wait. Some of the technology that they use on it, they said they were using cutting-edge technology. And it just it reminds me uh, of, you know, one of the classic Disney boat rides that they have. More th- You know, Maelstrom was good. There's a lot of people out there that are hardcore Maelstrom fans and didn't want to see it go. But... This tells the story, you know, and what you just described there at the end scene where everybody's waving high. It just reminds me of the showboat ride on Splash Mountain where you have the whole cast of characters on the boat just waving and singing zippity-doo-dah. Yeah, Yeah, that ride rocks too. You know, if I ever worked for Disney, you know I would love to be a storyboard animator. Kind of produce the outline of all the cartoons. We've talked about that before. Did you know, like, a storyboardist for uh, this ride... Uh, created a 3D um, projection map all over the ceiling, the walls, and the floor, and to put you into the, into the ride before they even built it to make you feel like really? you're there. That's yeah, awesome. Pretty, that is pretty cool, right? So I I kind of thought of that's sort of like a simulated racing game that you see at like these auto um, shows where you have the like the almost like a virtual reality where it wraps the monitors wrap around you. Yeah, totally. But this is projected all around you, so it makes you feel like you're immersed into the ride. Just thought that was pretty neat. So uh, technology has come a long way. Yeah. Did you read anything about that ride being 4D? No. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember. That sounds I heard familiar something. to me. It does. 4D does sound familiar to me. I'd have to go back and look and read some articles, but uh, I, I I don't know, buddy. I don't want to say yes or we'll no on this one. So we'll do. So and finally, Dave, you remember the story that uh, we brought to our listeners on our rumors and news episode a couple of weeks back of Americans uh, being replaced by foreign workers from India? Yeah, for sure. Well, there's a U.S. senator, Ben Nelson, who's uh, demanding an investigation of a U.S. visa program that Walt Disney World used to replace American workers with Indian laborers 
who were flown in to take their jobs. Like illegal visas? I don't know. It just it, the article on the state that uh, this uh, senator is demanding an, an investigation. So, yeah, you know, this is turning uh, pretty hot. You know, um, we reported this a couple weeks ago. And uh, here, let me go on with the article. Um, it says, you know, now the U.S. government is getting involved. Uh, this could reach the Supreme Court, Dave. You know, the move by Disney seems to be simply just money motivated uh, and reported profits by replacing uh, the Americans with Indian Indian laborers. Uh, we're looking at seven point five billion dollars. Wow. Since uh, January that uh, that they have generated just by making that move. So we knew we talked about that labor force issue. We, we knew it was all about, as I say, dumb money. Right. But man, seven point five billion dollars. You know, someone has to pay for that frozen ride somehow. Right. I'm yeah. just saying. And there's I mean, seven point five billion dollars. What do you think you could do with that amount of money? Dude, I don't know. But, you know, in all honesty, Dave, those poor Americans, you know, that were replaced by these foreigners are now on what's called a blacklist. And I don't know if you ever heard of a blacklist, Dave, but that basically means that when these poor Americans are laid off, uh, these former employees uh, of Disney, they cannot get a job with any other contractor that has worked for Disney uh, recently or, or is currently working for Disney. And this is happening everywhere, apparently. You have these uh, employees, former employees that are trying to get these jobs. Uh, you know, in the same career field that, and some of them actually worked for Disney already or currently are under contract with Disney and they can't give these jobs. So, um. Well, what did these workers do to get onto this blacklist? Just because they were laid off? Just because they were laid off by Disney. Apparently there's like an 18 month, uh, layover basically that they're put on a blacklist saying they cannot work for another, uh, job that's employed or co- like contracted by Disney. So these qualified American employees are, are looking for these jobs after being wrongfully let go and are having a hard time finding these jobs. I mean, all I have to say, uh, you know, just shame on Disney. That's all I have to yeah, say, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I don't know where words can't explain it. And to go further, I don't mean, I don't mean to get, you know, uh, political on you, but you know, Mark Rubio, who's a U.S. Senator for Florida, he's just killing himself right now. Um, by saying, you know, as far as wanting to run in, in the elections, the upcoming elections, he's just, oh my gosh, he's sitting there saying that we need to, that Florida needs to hire more foreigners, more, he's demanding for more foreign workers. And this guy's, he's like an alleged running for president here pretty soon, right? Yeah, so he's shooting himself in the foot here. I don't think he's going to get the vote, you know. Yeah, and the senator that's actually pushing the bill on this is, where, where's he from? Oh, I'm not sure. You know, I didn't look into that. Uh, but, uh, Bill Nelson, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll have to look into that, man. Huh. So, you know what, Dave? Enough with me, buddy. Hey. Yeah, I know. We, you, you'd go on forever with the politics if we'd let you. All right, buddy. Take us back. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Okay, we're going to start this week off June 14th, 1959. This is has a lot to do with the topic of the day. On June 14, 1959, there were three rides that were officially open to the public at Disneyland. One of them is our main topic of the day, the Matterhorn bobsleds. We'll talk a lot about that one. But the other two, one of them was the monorail. This was the first time the public ever saw the monorail. And all it did was go around Disneyland's Tomorrowland part. It was a point eight tenths of a mile track. It just went around in a loop. Uh, but it was a new innovation, though, at that time. I mean, that was the first time a train had the wheels on kind of like 
inverted on the side, correct, yeah. on the rail? I mean, it was the transportation of the future is what it was billed as. Right. And uh, so it wasn't until 1961 when Walt Disney uh, struck a deal with one of his buddies that owned the Disneyland Hotel to, to actually provide the extra two-and-a-half-mile track to the hotel so that guests could actually board there and then get dropped off right in the middle of the action in Tomorrowland. Uh, the other ride that was opened up on that day was the Submarine Voyage. That's a classic one. So that one was then turned into, you know, today it's the uh, Finding Nemo submarine ride, which is awesome. But back then there were eight submarines that took guests to the North Pole. Yeah, that would have been slick to get onto. I know when we recently went to Disneyland, uh, I believe, you know, that that Nemo ride is next to the Matterhorn ride, correct? Yeah, the caddy corner close. from it. Pretty close. I, we should have we should have taken the dive, man. Take the plunge and went into that ride. I wrote that one. Oh, while we were there? Yeah, I wrote it with Casey. When did you tear off from me? Uh, this was, you had to go meet your relatives for dinner that night. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome that pizza was, joint. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was, he rode that ride with me, and then the rest of the night I was solo in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, keep going. All right, so June 15th is our next date. June 15th of 2012 is a major date in Disneyland history. It is the day that they opened up, they capped off the, uh, the renovation that opened up Cars Land and California Adventure as a whole. Um, <clears throat> this was a $1 billion renovation. $1 billion, wow. So, you know, um, the money that they just earned from getting rid of Americans and hiring on a, a foreign labor force, they could have built seven and a half of them. Yeah, exactly. And now you know why they did it, right? <laughs> right, all right. Okay, so the I, other big renovation that happened on this date in Disney history was the uh, Buena Vista Street, which they totally redid the way that you walked into that park, and uh, it's such a great thing because... Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that, that Buena Vista Street is awesome. Just takes you back to the days when, uh, you know, when they premiered Snow White, the El Capitan, no, what's the name of their theater? Oh, my gosh. Carthay Circle. Circle, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Drew a blank on that for a second. Holy shnikes, did I actually just get a fact correct you did. before you? We'll edit that oh, out. Oh, it's my night. I'm going to the boat. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, so, no. yeah, so the best part of that uh, is that that red trolley takes you straight to the Tower of Terror, one of your favorite rides, one we, we talked about last week. Right. Um, I've got two more for you. June 18th, quickly, the release of Toy Story 3, which is an awesome, awesome movie. And We're about to come out. Yeah, I can't wait, can't wait. And then June 19th, this kind of struck me as weird because I've always known this is there. June 19th, 1995, the bronze statue of Walt and Mickey, known as the partner statue, was installed. Now, right. I, I remember that that statue as a permanent fixture. Like, I, before I read this fact today, I was, uh, I was floored. I thought that it was built with, it was there the day the park opened. No, it was not, buddy. Oh, well. But, uh, but Disneyland, you know, um, you were talking about uh, Buena Vista and uh, genius on how they just laid everything out like that. I absolutely love it. That you know, and that's one of the reasons why that park is by far my favorite park. When you compare it, you know, to Disney World, I love Disneyland and how it's set up with California Adventure on one side and Disneyland on the next, and how all the shops and like the shopping downtown district is right there, you know, in Buena Vista and. It's amazing. It's it's just perfectly laid out. Yeah, and like like Walt said, the park is never finished, you know. And and why they didn't come up with that idea in the first place to have that whole you know historical aspect of that park is beyond me. Domino effect, man. Change causes change, which causes change down the road. So yeah, you're right. Park's never finished. Outstanding, Dave. 
Hey, I so wanted. To, hey, no, I wanted to say one more thing about the cars. Yeah. About the Cars Land edition, I for, totally forgot about this. Okay, yeah, bring it on. Uh, Radio Racers, fantastic, fantastic ride. But that Luigi's flying tires. How long yes. did that last? Okay, so this this was in this date in history. It was 2012, and here we are, 2015, and that ride has already been closed down and and being redesigned as we speak. And you brought up to our listeners that that was the. The boy genius John Lasseter who had that idea to put that ride in, right? And it only really stuck around because it was his idea. Yeah, that and everybody space? else was totally against it except him, and he pushed it through, and, and it was a it was a stinker. Yeah, I know. We walked right past it. Well, so, we, went on, we went on, and it was bad. All right, so uh, get your later hosen. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, later hosen. Okay, get, get that strap bat on. Get ready to sing Yoda Lady Who, and then let's go down the Matterhorn. everybody, and welcome to the Matterhorn Bobsled Ride. I'm scared, Dave. It's time that we talk about this ride, uh, a ride that I thought was one of the original rides to start up until I started doing my research here. Um, the Matterhorn Bobsleds opened up on June 14th, that's this week in Disney history, of 1959. It's 56 years old now. Uh, looking pretty old, but but recently under, underwent some facelifting. So in the rock cycle, how old is that? Oh, that's just a baby. That's just a baby in the rock cycle. <laughs> Which is mountain, right? Uh, the Matterhorn. It just got a makeover in 2012, right, to make it more realistic as the Matterhorn. Yeah, yeah. They totally did some some facelifting to it. Okay, um, I'm scared. Especially on the outside. I'm scared, but let's go. All right. So this uh, was the first major expansion to Disneyland. Like I said earlier, uh, they added the monorail and the submarine voyage. But this is kind of like the crown jewel. It was the first steel tube design coaster. Uh, it was the tallest structure in Orange County for the longest time at 147 feet tall. And it's one one hundredth scale of the real Matterhorn Mountain, which is located in Switzerland. Yeah, this uh, the first tube roller coaster, and it was they got a lot of compliments saying it was really smooth at that point, right? It was like one of the smoothest roller coasters. Yeah, which is cracks me up because that that ride, my it, wife won't even ride it again anymore because she rode it one time and she's like, that's it, I'm done. This ride's so jerky. Yeah, it's crazy. And this yeah. one, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, do they have they have a basketball co- court or a half court inside this mountain? Just yeah, that's, to, just to shoot hoops. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's so many people out there that reported this basketball hoop, and and some people said no, and we got pictures that surface. It's like a TMZ breaking article, you know. Awesome. All right, so take take us up, take us there, buddy. All right, so this ride. Uh, at the end of this ride, if you know the Matterhorn at all, you you splash down at the end. We found out there's two reasons for that. One, obviously, is to slow you down, but then the other reason for the uh, water at the bottom of this ride is so that it, it cools off the brakes. Because, you know, once you go up in this ride, there's there's no more lifts in it. Once you take that initial lift, it's just all downhills, and it has to break throughout the ride as you go down. So the, at the end of the ride, those brakes are awfully awfully hot. So, so that's cool. why you go through the water. Cool. So to slow yeah, you down cool and to cool off the brakes. Yep. And the, uh, you know, before this ride was even built on the side of the castle, there was just this big mound of dirt that was all dirt excavated from Cinderella's castle in the moat around Cinderella's castle. And uh, it was for it. Listen, check this out. This is the names of this. First of all, it was called Holiday Hill. 
and then it became known as Lookout Mountain. Finally decided to do something with this big mound of dirt because the teens started going up there. They had some picnic areas and benches and, and stuff like that. The teens started going up there and, and, and uh, used that as their makeout area at night. Nice. Yeah, so then Disney put the kibosh could, on that. Could you call it Magic Mountain? Because that's well, where the magic happens. That's where the magic goes down. So then when they decided to uh, to build something there, we I've got this name, this string of names, dude. Uh, Snow Hill to Snow Mountain to Mount Disneyland to Disneyland Mountain to Sorcerer's Mountain to Magic Mountain to Fantasy Mountain to Echo Mountain to Valderhorn to Matterhorn Mountain. Valderhorn. Um, you know, I I don't know if I like Matterhorn Mountain better than the rest just because that is the current name and that's what I grew up with. But uh, I like Sorcerer's Mountain. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, Matterhorn gives it uh, realism and texture and just sounds legit. And to think that it's an actual scale of, you know, to the real Matterhorn Mountain, how could you not name it that? Yeah, and have you seen the real pic of Matterhorn compared to this one? Yeah, it's pretty it looks, similar. Yeah, it really does, especially with the new... Uh, overhaul in 2012 yep so this is a uh, a ride that is is legendary because it moved from one land to another did you know that no what are you talking about okay so at, originally this ride was um in Tomorrowland, but then apparently somewhere in the 1970 early 1970s uh they redrew the boundaries of the two lands, so now it's in Fantasyland. That's its current location. And is that so? Is that why it has both tracks, the Tomorrowland and Fantasyland track? Well, that's how they got the names because one of them is closer to Tomorrowland, one of them closer to to uh, Fantasyland. Yeah. Wild. Which one is? I, I've heard a rumor that one of them is quicker and faster, and the other one's slower. Well, they say that the Tomorrowland one is a shorter ride, and, and it's more of a rough ride. <laughs> Maybe that's the one that I rode on when we rode this I was going to say, which one wife. did we get on? I can't even remember. I have no idea. I didn't pay attention. Um, the general rule in life is whenever there's two equal lines, go to the left. Remember that from Pirates of the Caribbean? Right. <laughs> and then the, the Fantasyland uh, track is a longer, smoother ride, apparently. But then there's also a lot of people out there that say that it doesn't really make a difference. It all depends on how much weight you have in your ride vehicle, which makes sense because it's gravity-driven. Right. Um, Skyway ran through this ride, so those of us that don't know what the Skyway is, it was a, uh, a bucket cable ride that That's went right. over the went over Disneyland, so you could board it in one place and then take a ride over the top of everybody, and it went straight into the middle of Matterhorn Mountain, and uh, they took that one down in 1994, so they had this huge hole in the side that they decided that they were going to, um, in one of their refurbishments, they kind of did some finagling to it, and... Um, Closed it up a little bit, but you can still see a pretty large hole. Uh, they had a, a lot of holes in this ride, as a matter of fact, up until I think 19, let's see, figured uh, out 78. 1978 is when they filled in a lot of the holes. And then in 1994, they decided to do a refurbishment where they, they uh, that's when they took the Skyway down and then they, they kind of did an homage to Frank Wells, who was president of the Disney company. Uh, who died in a helicopter accident right around that same time period, and they put they put his name on on some luggage and some mountain climbing gear, and you can see that to this day as you go through the ride. So the gear is just on the mountain. 
it's just as you go through the ride, you know, there's a couple of different places. You see the Yeti a couple places, right. and and now you see uh, like old bobsleds from the original bobsled ride because they've changed the ride vehicle, and the, you can see like an old crash cable car, almost like the Yeti has collected all these artifacts from his mountain. And then so you also see Frank Wells. Uh, you see the Wells Expedition on the side of a piece of luggage because he was a mountain climber, right, himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then that makes sense. Speaking of, I know when we went on this ride the, to the new edition that year, we actually saw mountain climbers on the side of the Matterhorn Mountain. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things that they had them for the longest time, and then they shut them out for a while, and then right around the time we came back, they started sending the mountain climbers back down the side of the mountain. Um, one of the things that I <laughs> I think is hilarious is that sometimes they send Mickey down there. And how on earth he gets down the side of the mountain in in, uh, in his Mickey costume, I, I'll never know. Wait a minute. So Mickey comes down the mountain? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he goes down or up, but he's he is in the mountain climbing with the rest of the Oh, guys. I bet you there's a hatch up there, and it's one of the mountain climbers. And they jump down, put the outfit on, and come down. But they also have a yodel person. What do you call it? A yodeler? Is that what, we, what you'd say? Yodelers is what I call them, yeah. All right. They, they typically, sometimes they have one of those dudes on top of the mountain yodeling. Yeah, they have like a whole polka band up there. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Uh, and then so then I wrote down a couple of other things uh, that will interest you, I know. Uh, in your in your uh, last episode, we talked about the, the unexplainable ghostly things. Yes, uh, bring it on. There's actually been two people that died on the Matterhorn. Oh, I don't want that. That's not cool. <laughs> but the, maybe these are the people we saw in those videos last week, right? Uh, so May 15, 1964, 15-year-old Mark Maples tried to stand up, unbuckle his seatbelt and stand up on the ride and was thrown from the ride. Uh, so don't do that. Listen to the warning, right? Right. And then in 1984, there was a woman in her late 40s that actually was catapulted from the ride. So when I told my wife that today, she said, how is that ride still in operation? Well, how is she catapulted? How by, <laughs> is, that why they, is that why they eventually replaced the bobsleds yet again? I have no I, idea. There, there were no details. No details except for she was catapulted. And then... She had to have been kind of standing a little bit, I bet, and just kind of... She had been doing something she wasn't doing. There's no way you can catapult off that ride. Well, and so it wasn't the the catapulting part that killed her. It was that she was hit by another bobsled after she was catapulted. So think about the people riding on that other bobsled that here's this lady that they just hit. Isn't that nuts? That's awful, Dave. Yeah, well, that's the history of a 56-year-old ride, right? And yeah. that's all... Those are all the tidbits I have for you before we get this party started. Uh, I hate to end it on a uh, yeah. Way to bring note. way to bring hey. us all down, dude. Okay, so here tell I've us got, a joke or something. Oh, exactly where I'm going with this. Sweet, actually. nice segue, um, Nick. So, why do you think there's so many holes in this in this mountain? Why do I think there's so many holes in the Matterhorn Mountain? Oh. This one's tough. I don't know. Tell me. Well, Walt Disney said because it's a Swiss mountain. Oh, <laughs> all right. That lightened it up a bit. Okay, so we're going to start our ride video now. If you're following along, you can look in our uh, summary and find the link that we use for what we're doing here today. So we're going to go ahead and start our video and just start talking about what we see. All right, brother. Let's rock and roll. 
So the first thing we're seeing here is the cue, which is nothing extravagant at all. It's just your basic line. The thing about this is, though, you have to choose. You're going left or you're going right. Look how many people are on cell phones. Dude, everyone. One, two, three, four, six. That's the way eight, it is these days, man. Ten, twelve. Dude, out of like 15 individuals, 12 of them were on cell phones. That is insane. Well, there's nothing to look at in the queue. No, you're right. There, it's Like I said, it's just standing in line. I didn't see the uh, abominable snowman footprint, though. Okay, did you? so no, I didn't. But here they're showing Tomorrowland side. So this is the Tomorrowland side. Which and is one, the, go ahead. This is this thing that, that freaked Nick out the first time we rode the, yes, it did. this ride. The yes, it did. first thing you do is you go up this huge hill, and it's nothing but darkness. But the Imagineers had you in mind, Nick, because if you take a look to the side, you're about to see it. Yeah, and I told you I didn't believe you guys. I was asking, I think, you and Pam. Are we going to go down? Are we going to go down? Are we going to go down in the dark? Because I – yes, that is awesome. I remember that. There it is. It's the, the uh, 2000 – no, that's a new thing. It's the 2015 yeah. refurbishment of the Abominable Snowman through the ice. Dude, you know, I didn't. I did not believe you guys. I thought you were lying to me. I thought we were going to go flying down that hill. And I – for you listeners, I hate roller coasters in the dark, but I will ride them. There's, there's our first look at Harold. That's his name, Harold. Dude, this thing's going faster than I remember. Yeah, so for as much as I talked about how they filled in all the holes, I feel like we're outside on this ride a lot more than, than we should be. Which is cool. I mean, you get you get a feeling like you're going through a mountain and, you know, and obviously back out of it. Totally, uh, and up until the refurbishments that they made on this, the whole inside of this ride was open. So you could totally see right. all around inside there. And it wasn't until they did one of their refurbishments, I think, in the uh, – there's Yeti again. Bit, there he is. Yeah, the second time. We see him three times in this ride. It wasn't until later that we actually saw the theming of this ride and where they kind of enclosed everything into the ice caverns and the caves, which was a great thing, I think. Pretty slick ride to be, you know, propelled by gravity. Yeah, and, and like I said, that that's it. You go up to the top at the beginning, and then it's all gravity-fed throughout the whole ride. So we, we're about to go around one more turn and see the Yeti one more time, I think. Yeah, you're just going on an adventure. Just oh, no, we're done. We saw them already. Oh, yeah, you slow, here's the water, down. you slow down, and that's they it. Take our turn, and then they reload. Yeah, that's I can remember, remember bud. We waited, oh, my gosh, did we wait like two hours in this line? It's crazy it, long. It was a long time, and it's just really, what, a minute, it seems like? Um, I thought you guys were lying to me when we were going up in the dark. You know, was, was, <laughs> you were waiting to drop? Yes, I absolutely hate roller coasters in the dark. I did ride... Uh, uh, the Aerosmith uh, rock and roller coaster last year for the first time because I finally, you know, got the guts to ride it. And I'm I'm gonna push to ride. Um, see, I don't Space even know Mountain. Space Mountain. Yes, sorry, oh, I was you drawing. Gotta ride Space Mountain. I was drawing a blank. Well, you know, I'm a wuss, dude. I'm scared of rides and roller coaster, but I've hey, YouTube, but I've YouTubed it enough the, to just go. One of the things that they did to improve the weight on this ride, though, is they added that single rider line, which is awesome. They did that recently. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to the ride. Enough with me. All right, so we're going back to the other side of the tracks. We're on Fantasyland side now. This one actually brings you a little closer. Uh, on the Tomorrowland side, we did pass that wreckage, like I said, of the Skyway vehicle and the original bobsled rides. When you go up on the Fantasyland side, you're a little bit closer. Here we go. We're gonna we're about to see the Yeti through the ice, which is a new thing, and that's pretty cool. What's cool is you saw him on the right-hand side, and on the other track, you saw him on the left-hand side at the same time. Yeah, because you're going up parallel to each other. That's that's slick. So then when you get to the top of this ride, you got to be quick when you look at it, but you'll see the old Skyway. Here it is here. I see it, yeah. No, awesome how they incorporated all of this. Pretty cool to reuse yeah. the resources. There he is, and they just redid. Yeah, there he is. Harold the Yeti. Um, yeah, why is so he named Harold? 
Nobody knows. I, I did a lot of research to try and figure that out. Nobody seems to know. You just saw another ride vehicle going. Yeah, looked like it's coming straight on at us. That yeah, the was opposite one of the way. I noticed one more on this Fantasyland side that you see more of the track of the other ride vehicle. It seems like I don't know if that's because you're lower on this side than on the other, but it, or maybe I just didn't pay attention on the Tomorrowland side. But it looks like you can see the other ride vehicle's track, and you do see it a couple of times uh, coming right at you. I have to say, you know, maybe I'm just uh, falling for the hype here, but the Fantasyland track does seem to be a little faster. I thought so too. I made note of that as I as I watched this ride. Um, like it's a constant speed. Maybe the last one wasn't as constant. There's Harold again. How does he get to all these places? He's fast, man. He knows the shortcuts. He lives on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're about to go around a curve and make a drop and into the water. And don't you think that we're going faster when we go into the water this on this side too? Yes, you are. The other one was just kind of like a lazy drop into the water, but this one seemed like it was flying. Yeah, you are. Oh, and the monorail comes over top. Yeah, and it, uh, there's the famous saying: "Gotta have the warning. Please remain seated with your fate, with your seatbelt fastened." I got a and question for you. Spanish. You think Harold manscapes? Oh yeah, for sure. But but only <laughs> like every twenty years. Right. <laughs> I had to say. And then, it. and then we exit the ride vehicle. You know, for something that's so classic Disney to last as long as it has, like I said, fifty-six years. Well, they keep it fresh. They 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 keep. You know, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're keeping the same stuff and incorporating all of the old stuff into the new and just adding to it with the new technology. They're just keeping it fresh. You know, also at night, they project. Yes. Um, you know, I just got a chance the other day to watch that Paint the Night Parade. Yeah, with the 3D mapping. It's sweet. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. So now so you, yeah. you can watch that show from like anywhere in the park. I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. I cut you off. No, no, there. That's that's definitely something cool. The the video I saw from YouTube of the Paint the Night Parade had the Matterhorn just framed perfectly in the background as the characters came at you down the street. It was pretty pretty cool. We need to get back out there so we can see that day. We need to plan yeah, a trip. Sure. I mean, it yeah. wasn't that cheap the last time we went. It was like two seventy something uh, for two way flight. I mean, yeah, I can't even get round to, trip. I mean, I can't even get to Florida for that right now. Oh no no no! You're gonna pay like when I looked months ago, it was like six something for one person, and I yeah. it's gone up ever since. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's cheaper to fly to. LA than it is um, Orlando. It makes no sense. No. All right, listeners, so there you have it. That is the Matterhorn bobsled uh, in a nutshell. The 56 year old ride that endured through just about everything that was thrown at it. Uh, several refurbishments, nothing too major though. What you see today is pretty close to the classic, what it looked like and you know, in its 1959 opening with a minus, plus or minus a little snow on the south and north side, right? Yeah, so hey, um, Dave, can I take my laden hosens off now? Yeah, I'm sure you were probably smashed in those later hairs, so go ahead and breathe, breathe easy. <laughs> All right, listeners, next week, you know, we have coming up uh, the episode that everyone loved. You know, we, we saw the ratings on on our podcast, and it seemed like the listeners, you all, really loved the rumors and news, and that is coming next week, so stay tuned next week. We're going to bring you all of the rumors the down and dirty and the news thanks again for listening to the nick and dave mousecapades podcast see ya peace <laughs>